Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Rage Ring Radio. Back after a brief hiatus, we are back and we are black. Um, as many of you know from Twitter, I have recently moved back to my roots, my homeland in Australia. So, Rage Ring Radio, Worldwide International LLC now. Um, but it's good to be back. Hopefully we'll be getting these out more regularly now. One to two a month, we're hoping. Um, I am at Reptard, never die, on Twitter. I have gone through two Twitter accounts since our last episode. The current handle is at Reptard, never die. I am joined, as always, by my highly intelligent, stoic co-host, Cassius Boy. How you doing, Cash? How's it going? I'm psyched for this episode. we got to get back in this. Back in the Get some more content out to the people. That's right. Um, so, today's format is going to be not really different, slightly different, because, you know, normally we've got a list of five or six things we'll go through and we'll talk about it all, but it's been so long since the last episode, so much has happened. Um, we're going to try and just stick to just a couple of things. So, we'll have one big thing for... You dumb Bricto losers who listen to this show. Um, and then we'll get into the more political stuff. Um, so, the, I guess the first thing, um, as I'm sure anyone who has a presence on Crypto Twitter has seen, Crypto Twitter has been struck with an epidemic lately. A, an epidemic perhaps not seen since the days of the bubonic plague. That is the simping epidemic. People on the timeline simping and cooning for women. I'm sure you've seen this, right, Cash? Yep, the e-women. So there's two major cases. The one one that I think is funnier that I want to start with is uh, Samson Mao at Excelion on Twitter. He's blocked me on Twitter. Um... But I'm sure as anyone, you know, who follows him or is familiar with him knows, he's got this, this purple hair, just like definition of e-girl, like 30-year-old e-girl, GF. And you, like pixie dream girl yeah, in he, the flesh. Every time I see her, I, th- I think of that negative XP song. She saw yep. Ramona Flowers. Like that song is about her. Anyway. Felt so empowered. It's great. So... Stuff. Carbon-based, Joshua Davis, the, the scourge of Bitcoiners, the, the uh, apex predator of Bitcoin Twitter, uh, recently, or not, I guess a couple weeks ago now, but put up a post where it was a picture of Samson Mao hugging some big Transformers toy, which, like, he could have put up that picture alone, and it would have been funny, but then... Alongside that was a picture of um, Samson Mao's girlfriend with this absolutely ripped, very aesthetic, very Chad-looking boomer. Um, and they were a little touchy-feely in the picture from the looks of it. You saw this, right, Cash? You saw the part. Yeah, yeah. They had the hand around the head. So that's um, not, you know, it's all about the hand placement. That's pictures. right. Yeah, body language, you know. And Davis put this up. And 
I don't even think he thought that this was going to be a particularly provocative post. You know what I mean? Like, but anyway, it was these two pictures. One said you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. And all of a sudden, Twitter was on fire. Excelion is tweeting, this is sexism. My girlfriend is a strong woman and, and she's not easy. Uh... <laughs> And yeah. people, most people, I think even people who, you know, like Oxstream or whatever were like, dude, it's just a meme, you should really relax. And he's like, no, I am familiar with this meme, but there's layers of sexism to this because blah, 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 blah. Um, and he definitely looked worse than if he had just uh, totally ignored it. Um... And then he's tweeting about how, you know, oh, well, this meme would be okay if it wasn't an attack on my girlfriend, and it's sexist, and this is vile, and Davis stalked my girlfriend's Instagram. Like, okay, tell your girlfriend not to post body pics, my guy, if that's an issue for you, you know? I don't know. What did you think of all this, Cash? Because the thing is, like, the way he posted it, it's very formulaic. And, like, sometimes you're just on the Twitter and you're looking for some content to post, right? And you, like, you know, there's meme formats out there. And it's a very low, almost surface level of posting, but it works very well. So what he was doing was taking the classic meme format of, you know, the guy, you know, that's you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. And he's just using that for you know, Samson Mao in this scenario. But the thing is, it's really funny that he reacted the way he did to this because it's only people like that, like blue checkmark type people who get butthurt. And I think Doc Bitcoin, check him out for sure on Twitter. Uh, I think it's Doc underscore Bitcoin. He's always been a blocks, uh, block stream kind of Skeptic. Uh, antagonist since the start. And now he's kind of proven his point because he had and it wasn't just like one oh you know quote tweet this is sexist it was like a full-on multiple threads yeah it was like, like an eight tweet thread 48 hours of this bullshit going on and like it just you know I, I don't understand the simping like simping really makes me want to puke and when people do it especially on like a place like crypto twitter like just anywhere online it's gross but like crypto twitter dude like we saw the personality disorder test that we, yeah. you know, that went around, right? Everyone was pretty red in there, or at least moderate across the board. You know, I had a couple there, but like, there's, there's, it's not that hard if you're actually looking for some sort of relationship with someone. Like, there's Tinder. There's all these different pools of potential matches for you out there, and the fact that you need to go, and this isn't just for the Samson thing, you know, because he's doing whatever, but. You don't need to try to find these like bizarrely like open, overly. You know, the, he, the, she's an e girl essentially, right? Like you said earlier, and now that like he's mad about it, like what is he, right? He's this like big math nerd crypto guy who has probably a lot of Bitcoin, right? Yeah, right. And that's why we she's all know like, why she's dating him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like like. <laughs> He's probably really funny, and as you know, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Am I making you know all the uh, final would, judgments here? I would say his reaction to this tweet proved pretty yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly that he's not very funny. 
Um, but I, I thought it was so funny, you know, this whole, you know, tantrum he threw the whole time. He's it was like, bizarre. It was so long. He's, 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 he's so clearly trying to insist, like, you know, I, I'm not mad because uh, Davis is calling me a pussy. I'm mad because he's, like, insulting my girlfriend's honor. When, like, he's clearly mad because he, he's insecure that he's dating a girl who's probably out of his league. You know what I mean? Um, and he's mad yeah. that... Uh, Davis is essentially calling him a cringe nerd. Um, when it's like just so, so he he sort of made up this very contrived thing about it being sexist. Like I don't even think the meme particularly implies that she's easy, maybe promiscuous or like unfaithful. But I like I think you've sort of really yeah, got to do some mental gym, gymnastics to get to easy. Um, yeah, and sure. my favorite part of the whole thread though is. Anyone who, you know, is on crypto Twitter and follows these uh, intellectual titans that call themselves uh, Bitcoin maximalists, they pride themselves on, you know, there's this thing now, toxic Bitcoiners. Oh, like, we're toxic, we're epic trolls, and we dunk on the altcoiners. And so obviously a lot of people were like, well, Samson, you're constantly bragging about being toxic. Like, why are you throwing a tantrum over this meme? He's like... <laughs> Toxic, being toxic doesn't mean sexism. This is just mm. wrong. Toxic is like if I was to make fun of crypto finally, who's that girl who, you know, sings songs, for promoting altcoins. <laughs> but if I make fun of her for what she's wearing, it's sexism. And it's like, you've like totally taken all the wind out of like the whole like mm. epic toxic Bitcoiner meme by trying to like break it down scientifically instead of just like making it yeah we like to make fun of people just totally expose himself as just a giant pussy a giant fucking pussy you know what i mean and it's i will say also some people might take issue with the way we're framing this it's like how can he be simping if he really is you know dating her and that's kind of the amazing thing that it was so bad that it still got to the point of him coming off as a simp, despite the fact that he actually has the girl, you know? Yeah. And he's, he's got it and he's still insecure about it. That's like, you know, big warning sign right there. Red flags. Uh, but um, like if you even look at the basic formula of the meme, right? It's like there's you and then the guy you're not supposed to know about or talk about. And like that guy is obviously superior in some way. That's the whole joke of the meme. But the thing is like, yeah, like you said, maybe it implies she's unfaithful, but like it just is comparing you to another guy and that she's picking that guy over you. And it's a really funny picture too because it's like this weird super buff boomer guy with like the full beard and thing. And he's like all tanned up and like I'm around her and it's just like, you know, like if he actually has her as like some sort of girlfriend or relationship thing, partner, whatever. He shouldn't be that insecure about it. And the fact that he, like, I, I'm not, you know, exaggerating when he was like, it was all over Twitter for, and typically, you know, crypto Twitter, life of content is what, three hours? Yeah, something a few like that? hours. But that was like full on. Like, I, I wasn't following him and I never have, but like, I had to see that on my feed for like a straight couple of days. And the, what you brought up about the, the toxic Bitcoin maximalists, like, Let's take a look at Andreas Antonopoulos because that's another big face that came up earlier this oh, month. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I forgot what it was about. Uh, it was, I think he was, I think he was uh, wondering about podcasts, right, and looking for more diverse roles. And I think we have a pretty, pretty diverse setup here. You know, we got Rage Ring Radio. We got, you know, uh, I'm an Australian. Aboriginal Australian. Absolutely, and then you know we have. I don't know. I don't know what diversity points I have, but you know, I think if you compare it to all the rest, you know, Peter McCormack, I think we're doing pretty well in the diversity department, but yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot. I got, I got into a Twitter argument with Andreas Antonopoulos. Um, what did I even say? Oh, I said, I I think I called him like cringe or like gay or something. Mm -hmm. And he responds, Oh, well, at least I'm not a cold blooded lizard because my avatar is reptile yeah. rugrats. Good one. And then I, 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 I forget I forget what he even said back, but I ended up um, posting that Sam Hyde clip from the World Without Women meme where he's like, You horrible bitch, I'll see you burn in the fires. And this is three tweets down from him being oh, like, I'm not gonna block people anymore. I'm gonna, you know dunk on them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to troll the right-wingers. I post that mm-hmm. Sam Hyde clip, and he He's immediately blocks me. The cops really fear the Hyde. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many different... Uh, I forgot what the examples all of them were, but he was using like OK Boomer and like Snowflake. Yeah. And, like what, weird 2016 insults. And, well, it's so funny because like... Fall back. The, the, the Boomer thing like exists to be used on people like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's He's one of the target. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it's He's there a target for. demographic for this. I really yeah. hate what's been done to that. Since there was that, like, was it New York Times or Washington Post article about people saying "Okay, boomer," and now yeah. it's like it's, it was everyone really is saying it. It makes me so sad. Um, but back to the Samson Mao thing. Yeah, I what like what you were saying. You know, if he had just if he had just not said anything, right, or even it just like mm-hmm. la- laughed it off, you know what I mean? No mm-hmm. one would have cared. You know, Davis posts, you know, pretty similar shit all day long. It would have just been another carbon based um, yeah, yeah. shit post or whatever. But he threw this absolute tantrum. Um, and I don't know. I guess how you've got to look at it is there's two possibilities, right? Either he is wildly, wildly insecure about this girlfriend he has and probably there's some element of truth that there's that there's some element of truth in carbon-based tweet and you know, felt so angered by it that he had to react like that or he's just really passionate about feminism and took offense to this meme on moral grounds which one of those sounds more likely you know yeah, I think he's a solid defender of rights and yeah. and all that. Uh, but like the thing is, like going back to the point, like you have access to all these different apps now to kind of pair you with, right? And you're like trying so hard for this one girl. He has her supposedly, right? And it's just like it's quite bizarre because it's like I don't know. It doesn't take too much to. That's another thing I've noticed, like with weird people on CT who are like e-dating. It's like you're finding like, like, po- like the hardest possible people to try to get with, or like just weird, broken people that you shouldn't. I don't yeah, understand like, anyone who's on here crypto is Twitter Ill. at all. Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. It's like you're trying so hard for what, like Bitcoin pussy. Like you gotta, you gotta like think about what you're doing a little bit. 
Yeah. Also, wait, wait, go this ahead. Sorry. So no, you go. This is painful. To I just want to add, uh, fellas, uh, I guess this is more, more pertinent to like right wing Twitter than crypto Twitter, but I think it's still a good mindset to have. Any woman who you meet online on something that isn't explicitly a dating app and they express interest in you, that is a federal agent, okay? That, that trad girl you're talking to is an FBI agent. That epic Bitcoin trader is an IRS agent, okay? Do not e-date. No e-dating. No e-girls, as uh, Mr. Fuentes puts it. No e-girls. Never. Ever, never, ever. I tweeted uh, all women are feds yesterday, so that's perfect timing for this raging radio episode. I don't. It's just um, like it's. I gotta have like a uh 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 like we live in we live in a society moment real quick. Like the prevalence yeah, of e dating just like show like some of these nibblers are just so so like desperate for any sort of positive compa- companionship. You know what I mean? Like. It is. It's it's like worse than validation, though. It's like I don't, it's, even, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know what goes through your mind if you feel like dating on Discord or something like that. Right, exactly. Like, I was just about to bring that up. Uh, you know, dude, people like organize like Discord dates and shit with their DJ. Yeah, yeah. all the jokes, like all the jokes about like people like falling asleep on voice chat together, like all the shit. Like, there's a I follow certain people. They just riff on that shit all the time because it's just like. You got to think about it. People are actually doing that and like considering that like some sort of serious engagement. Yeah, you know, Um, men of old took to the seas and put cities to the sword and fire. You have Discord (laughs) dates and fall asleep with your EGF. You are gay. Little Bronx reference, real quick. Yeah, no. I don't know, man. Something's happening. Like, it's like. It's like we're living in the final days of Rome right now. You know what I mean? Yep. Men are turning into mm-hmm. women. Women are turning into men. And I know this is, this is such like a sort of a basic take. You know what I mean from like trad mm-hmm. Twitter? But like, it's just it is just so weird. Like the mm-hmm. top is almost in on civilization. I think. Oh, well, obviously yeah, yeah. the top is long past. But I mean on like mm-hmm. ability to live in a day to day society. Like yep. something's got to give soon and mm. you know i mean in the grand scheme of things soon might not be tomorrow it could be five years it could be 10 years but in our lifetime like yeah, things are either gonna get go down. <laughs> like we're either gonna start to live in full-on like brave new world like accept stimulus wait for next stimulus you know sort of uh dystopian cyberpunk hellscape or like we're gonna see people you know, renting rider trucks and filling them with soil, if you catch my drift. Um, <laughs> fed, hello, Fed Department? Um, yeah. No. But, yeah, things are going to get bad. Like, people clearly aren't happy, just generally. Mm-hmm. Like, you can you can tell me that, like, you're in love with your, your EGF who you have Discord dates with, but don't tell me you wouldn't rather have a real-life girlfriend or you'd rather just have... I don't, I don't even think it comes from not having a girlfriend. Like, anyone who goes that far probably doesn't have many friends, period, in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, speaking of... Good segue. Speaking of pining for interaction... Um, another 
Another, oh man, this one, this one honestly made me sad to see. Um, this is really sad to see, man. I, I don't want to see it. And I, like, I, I, how the great have fallen. And, and he wasn't even great to begin with. It was just like, he was like, a, you know, he wasn't like a crazy guy, but he was like a solid guy. You know, he had some good tweets and then he just broke. I waited. Just, we've watched the spiral for like, what, two years? It's been two years of spiral out. Yeah. I waded into this drama a little bit, and that's ultimately how I lost my account. But um, mm-hmm. for those of you who might have missed it, Kevin Pham, uh, for those of you who are on crypto Twitter, Kevin Pham is a prolific poster, shall we say. Um, and disclaimer, I like Kevin. I, I think he's a very interesting guy. He was one of my first like, bi- first, like big accounts to follow me, like 14 mm-hmm accounts ago so i don't have any problem with them uh personally but there was an issue recently where i guess he met up with brenna sparks in 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 real life it seems like brenna sparks is a porn star by the way for those of you who don't know an actual porn star has sex for money also an escort so literally gets hired for sex for money um and i guess they met up and and then whatever, and then he, he, from what I gather, he went, there wasn't a whole lot of detail on Twitter, but I guess he went, like, manic mode and just started, like, texting her, like, about, like, saving her from sex work and, like, getting married and I don't know. Um, and then she posted on Twitter, sort of alluding to it, was just like, oh, like, when you, when you meet someone from crypto Twitter and they end up being creepy or whatever... Uh, it didn't name him, and then he admitted that it was him, and then there was all this carry-on, and it's, I don't want to dwell on this too long, because like I said, I like Kevin, and I'll just say, I think we've all been in a situation, right, where we're getting a little bit crazy, we're talking to a girl, and you know things aren't going your way, but you, you keep texting, You're trying forcing to make it, it better, but just <laughs> yeah. make it worse. So that's fine, I understand. But don't, I mean, don't do it at all, but especially don't do it with a porn star. Her On Twitter. Her, her <laughs> serotonin, like, bonding mechanisms are completely dead. No. Oh my god. <clears throat> so... I don't know. I've been, I've been rambling cash. Let me get your take on this. Yeah. So I like, kind of like what you said, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, I liked Kevin fam. I mean, like he's always been following me since days of old. He's followed me on my new account and I just post straight garbage all day long. But like he used to be like a really big maximalist guy and he had some actual good tweets just in general, but also uh, mostly about, you know, Bitcoin core and all that. But the thing is, as soon as, we had some of the forks came out. He started hopping, right? So he first went to Bitcoin Cash. He started supporting there. He's like, you know, Blockstream, these people aren't good. And I think he was ultimately right on that point. I think with the Samson previous point that we discussed, um, Blockstream and that whole situation is a little fucked. But, you know, he shifted to Bcash as his, you know, thing. But the thing is, as soon as uh, Craig and Calvin Air started launching uh, Bitcoin SV, I think he moved immediately over as well. So he's kind of been buying and selling the, he's been buying the tops and selling the bottoms of each of these like failed forks. And you could argue the timing for um, him swapping um, wasn't, you know, the worst. Yeah. 
But like Bitcoin Cash is completely dead. Bitcoin SV is completely dead. Maybe Bitcoin Cash isn't as much. But maybe people are using it because they've done a lot of work uh, just to trying be, to convince poor people who don't have a way to just educate to be, themselves. To be fair to yeah, Kevin, if I if I remember correctly, I don't think he was ever outright um, a Bcash person. I think he was maximalist, and then he was like one of those like anti blockstream, anti blockstream, and he, he was hold all for, forks for a little while. Like I still like BTC, but hold all your forks because who knows what way it can go. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and, and that's still good BSD advice. Happened. You want to be able to get as much opportunity as you can. And he went BSV, but I don't know. I feel like. With the whole Brenna Sparks thing, like, I want to bash her for, like, putting him on blast, but he sort of put his, himself on blast. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, why would you like, do a public like a apology Brum like that? Yeah, you Brum don't owe her Kevin, anything. But he, but he put himself into that situation 100%. And, like, exactly what I was saying with, like, Samson. Like, he's trying to find this, like, manic pixie dream girl archetype, right? And he found it, and now he's getting memed on because she's working out with some, you know, Chad Boomer type. But, yeah. like... Kevin, like in what I was talking about, like you don't try to seek out mentally ill, broken people to get into relationships with, especially online. But the thing is, yeah, and especially Kevin with Fam, fucking porn stars. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Fam thought that you know her oxytocin is probably fucked up, serotonin super fucked up, but she's a porn star and an escort, and she's on Twitter and she knows both your docs. And your online persona because you've kind of blended it together and you both went to her to see her and you know whatever that's fine as long as probably hopefully he's not paying but then oh, after geez. that go like sicko mode in the dms and just like go straight paranoia about that like that is not you know you gotta have some common sense right i mean i i've never thought about you know needing to find some crypto gf but like if you're going to look for that make sure they're not like prolific porn like you know if you if you go after some porn star you kind of know you should know anyways i hope you know what you're getting into and that it, there's some blowback it's like kevin's been on this weird like simpy kind of sad depressing and it, 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 it hurts me to see his tweets and i don't follow him anymore I haven't followed him since like early 2018 but like he would he tweeted about like trying to pay escorts for um to hug them or something or talk to them oh to, one of the, one of the tweets was i'm gonna hire an escort and read bible passages to a bible which, passages based exactly. based <laughs> no. he's the real trad ct guy that we're on this podcast but the thing is like kevin if you're listening to this maybe you are maybe you're not if you're a big fan of the cash boy x reptar content just come back to us man just stop the simping there's Be no one need of to the fellas be one of the fellas. Like you're decently, you know, fit whatever. We've seen your kickboxing videos. You know what you got it going on. So just like open Tinder, open any of these websites or apps and just like try to find someone. Maybe not based off Bitcoin. And like you know, like what is Bitcoin, right? It's like borderless money, which allows you to do things like pornography relatively easy, right? So it's like just the people in the space automatically you shouldn't be you should be wary of and definitely not getting into some 
weird intimate relationship with. But I feel like that's just reiterating common sense, and I really don't like doing. But like, but apparently it needs. To I be try said. to. Th- it apparently it needs to be said. I I keep thinking this. Like, do I really have to just tweet about common sense? And like, it when I tweet about common sense, it gets like really good engagement. I'm like, it scares me a lot. Like, you should all have this in your heads already. It shouldn't be something that needs to ever be verbalized, right? Yeah. It should just be like an understood. Oh, she's a porn star. She's probably have, you know, some sort of mental issues. She's on all the social media sites and she knows you and someone about Bitcoin and she, all of your mutuals probably follow her. Right. And it's like, it's not a good scene to be at. Anyone in the world, anywhere can literally watch her getting dicked down whenever they want. This whole thing happened. And then two hours later, she tweeted out a video of her sucking a dick. You know what I mean? Just like a random dick. Damn, that's Um, But yeah, Kevin, rise up King, become who you are. Um, But the funniest part of all of this wasn't even all that, I thought. I thought it was all the fallout. Because, uh, like, all these people in, in the reply to ben, Brandon's tweet uh, and were like, ha, ah, like, Kevin Pham is, like, you know, being a beta orbiter for this porn star. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, Brenna, if there's any trouble, let me know. So, like, these people were laughing at simping um, yeah. and then just immediately, immediately simping themselves. It was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I will say I Medici says some wild shit, but uh, crypto Medici tulips de Medici, whatever he goes by now, uh, sort of put out Kevin, don't apologize, like she's just some whore, like it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then Brenna put that out, and then all these people who had just been laughing at Kevin Fam were like, Brenna, you're a strong woman, don't listen to Medici, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's just like, you, you're really just doing what Kevin just did, what you made fun of Kevin just did. So I put out a tweet, and th- this, is, this is how I lost my most recent account, and I said, okay, anybody who is is like taking the stance of defending the pornographer instead of just laughing at the whole situation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even... I wasn't even particularly standing up for Kevin because, like, it is all pretty funny and cringe. Um, But, like, if you feel the need to, like, defend Brenna when she she clearly, in this Twitter battle, she's clearly got the higher ground. You know what I mean? She doesn't need any help. Um, And you're like, ooh, DM me if, if people are bothering you. Is he bothering you, queen? Uh, Please DM me, Queen. Yeah. It's like you, you're gross, and I always respect you. And I saw a lot of people doing it. I saw, I even saw a fellow or two doing it, and not impressed. Not the I'm sure you yeah. know who you are. Not impressed. Mm-hmm. But um, I've just been in following people who have been something. Like if you, if you're on my timeline at all, and uh, I keep very, I try to add people. So like if I, I've engaged with you and shit and. Yeah, I don't follow you. Yet. It's because I try to like keep my feed very non-cringe slash soy slash weeb shit. But like, if you if it's like a zero strike policy, like if I see that shit on my timeline, like you're out of here. No it's, simping, no anime, no, simping. no anime at all. I, I've I've talked about this at length, and I, we won't get into it maybe today. Maybe we will, but um, uh. I just can't handle the the simping and the soy and just anime is like, you know, 
concentrate soy. You know, the concentrated right. soy. So I can't anyway. recommend any of that. But yeah, it just you need to stop simping. Because you like what is Brenna Sparks? She's either a pornographer or an escort or both, right? How is she making her money? There's guys who are paying her to have sex. To have sex. So or I put just out, be there. I put out and this tweet. You're defending her. It's like, God damn, dude. Yeah, shoot. I put out this tweet. Um, actually, a funny part of this is I didn't tag her, so she must be name searching herself, which, ha ha ha, you fucking loser, Brenna. Yeah. But, um, and uh, we kind of got into it. And, you know, I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to have a serious argument with a porn star. Um, so I was just sort of, you know, shit posting at her. And, but I knew, I knew, I know people who have been banned before for calling Brenna names, like whore or slut or something. So I was sort of pulling punches. And at one point I was like, repent, harlot. Um, and a harlot is just a synonym for prostitute. A harlot is someone who has sex for money. Uh, and I got banned for that. So, firstly, Brenna's clearly reporting people who criticize her, which, which I think is so funny that, like, being, being anti-porn is, you know, a bannable offense. But, you know, posting a video of 10 guys jerking off on your face or whatever uh, is totally fine. Um, and, you know, so I, I took the ban or whatever. And, you know, uh, some people were like, well, you know, harlot means someone who has sex for money, like... Porn star is sort of different, which first of all, no, it's not. But anyway, let's say that's true. A um, couple hours later, friend of mine, uh, I think it was someone in Range Ring, it might have been Tibor, uh, sends, sends me screenshots of a website where uh, Brenna Sparks is literally hireable as an, as an escort. Escort, you know, so you pay her, you pay her however much money and she'll come and uh, hang out with you for two hours. That's the way they have to frame it because she's breaking the law by having sex for money. Um, so what I said is totally true. It, you know, I got banned for using a synonym, essentially. Um, yeah, you got banned for speaking the truth. That's so, deep. you know, block Brenna Sparks. She reports people. Mm. She's a bad person. Um, and I, I think it's so funny because... I don't know if you've seen this, but, like, a lot of the time you'll see these, like, and I, I don't know if she's done this in particular. I've heard her talk about it, but not so much whine about it. These sort of, like, woke sex workers will be like, oh, you know, it's so hard being a sex worker. Like, we get censored, and, like, it's hard to find, like, banking services. You know, and then they're going around reporting people for just yeah. saying what they are. Um, yeah. we, we, we really, we need to put... Uh, pornographers in jail i'm afraid um people are always like rectar how can you be anti-porn like you'd have to censor the internet no 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 leave the internet alone and just execute the people making the porn <laughs> two separate, no two executions um but uh -huh. yeah um, but there's some um, like people are like you porn is free speech my free speech my free markets but in reality like it's really not like in every single time frame in history, like when has pornography ever been a part of free speech? Yeah, it's not speech. And I, I, I got in, I got into this it's argument smart. with someone on Twitter the other day, and I was like, "Well, you know, um, child porn is illegal. Why isn't that speech?" And they're like, "Well, you'd have to, you know, have sex with a child to make child porn, which is illegal." But that's not even really a good argument because because 
I mean, I'm fairly certain there's child porn that doesn't involve child sex. You know, you're not allowed to have a collection of ch- pictures that are just children naked. You know what I mean? That That's illegal, but technically no one's committing statutory rape or whatever in that instance. So, I don't know. I don't even want to spend too much time on this. This has been done to death with the whole, like, ban porn thing yeah. last week. Um, but, and I, I feel like it plays into what we were just saying about, you know, the whole e-dating thing and people feeling, like, disconnected. I yeah, think... Exactly. Having access to h- hardcore porn since the age of 13, it's hard to pretend that doesn't have an effect on people, right? And, and I say yeah, that yeah. as someone who, you know, obviously consumed it for a long time. Like, I would I be a different this. person had I not? You know, maybe. It certainly probably affected my perceptions of women. Um, so, next time I tweet something sexist, blame people like Brenna Sparks, not me. Um, do you have anything else on that, Cash? Nah, I just come back to this, Kevin, if you're not going to be a simp anymore. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. Become who you are, Kevin. Mm -hmm. We believe in you. Become the toxic Bitcoin Chad you've always dreamed about being instead of whatever you're currently at right now. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on that. I mean, please do not simp. If I catch any simping or e-girls on my timeline that just, aren't, you know, part of the crypto Twitter <laughs> accepted group. You Before you defend a girl that. online, just just ask yourself, uh, what is the end goal here? What, she's going she's gonna to mm. fly out and meet you and have sex with you because you were nice mm. to her on the internet? <laughs> Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Absolute mm. best, best case scenario and still very unlikely maybe she sends you nudes or something. You can get naked yeah. pictures of people for free. For now, we're banning them soon. Images? Google Images is like a free resource. That's pretty crazy. But the thing is, like, you just no e-dating don't and do no it. simping. Just don't do it. It's not that hard. You, you you think about it, and then you're like, maybe if you really feel like the need to, and then you think about it, and you're like, no, I'm actually not going to do that. It's not that hard. Again, the common sense don't like repeating myself. Even you know, even even if even if don't. you. You know, let's say you go to a crypto like uh, convention or meetup or whatever, and you meet one of these broads in real life. Still, stay away. Shoot Women are on yeah. the internet because they like mass attention. All right, yep. and you don't want a girl who's constantly after mass male attention. It's not good. Uh, playing a dangerous game there if you involve yourself into it. Anyway, but, um, let's shall we get into the politics? Let's. Um, so, uh, as we all know, the Democrat primary is in full swing now. Um, Doesn't feel gotta, like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, the primaries will start, the voting will start soon. Then we'll see who will go up against Trump. Um, I'm going to, I want to let Cash sort of dominate this part of the conversation <laughs> uh, because. He's got an interesting theory on why uh, Mommy Tulsi might be sort of a dark horse in the race. So uh, take it away. All right. So if you can give me just one second, I'm going to pull up that thread I got. But the thing is, you know, I make a bunch of theories, a bunch of theses, and most of the time, maybe some of the time, they're proven right. I think I have a solid track record, whether it's, you know, crypto markets or politics or sports or whatever that is. But, you know, again, it's only a theory. Maybe I'm betting on it, maybe I'm not, but, you know, it's 
it's only a bet, right? You don't do more money you can lose, and you obviously don't make big life changes around you know theories and theses and all that. But I gotta find the thread. Uh, sorry about that. I tweet a lot, so I have to just go down. Yeah, this. no worries. So I've been um I've been recapping kind of what the lines have been for the whole presidential campaign, mostly focusing on Gabbard and Yang, because those are really the only candidates I care about. And you know we have I still have issues with that. Basically, you know I was talking about Tulsi and the lines were the lines have been moving farther in the more unlikely direction. Uh, I think on right now if you check out Nitrogen, uh, specifically nitrogensports.eu slash r slash 509-0738, you're going to be able to get up to 75 times or more your money if you bet on her to win the full 2020 election, both getting uh, the Dem nominee and beating out incumbent to make it through. But the thing is, so um, I'm probably just going to rant here a little bit. Uh, if you want, you, yeah, I, I just want to let you go. I feel like I've been interrupting you okay. all show, so go for it. No, 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 you're sad, dude. Uh, so I, I've just been tweeting and just letting people know if they're not following or just tweeting about it. So I can keep track of it all. But basically, uh, Kamala Harris was the star of the Democratic primary. And a lot of people were supporting her, especially if, you know, people who are actively trying to vote, a lot of people were supporting, like, kind of blue checkmark people, which I thought was really interesting because Kamala Harris is basically Hillary Clinton 2.0, pretty much like exactly, except that instead of being, you know, a weird uh, wife to the, you know, first lady and then secretary of state and whatever she was with the whole Benghazi issues and all the Clinton body count, instead of that, she had an extensive record Despite her being, you know, mixed racial or whatever, she had an extensive record of blocking up, you know, people and also black people for nonviolent drug offenses. And she was trying to run on this big cop movement. But on top of that, she, um, right before she dropped out, there was some stuff that came out about her campaign and her staffers and that there's actual abuse going on of those staffers. Like, not sexual abuse, but like she was being very rude and very mean to people she was employing to help run her presidential campaign. So I'm glad that was kind of shot and nipped in the bud early because she's just gross. And obviously we saw Tulsi take some solid hits at her um, earlier, bringing both, you know, that record up on top of kind of showing that she's a hypocrite for spouting certain points in prior debates. But um, there's a Democrat uh, poll kind of article that came out and it showed um, all the current, Dem candidates, and it had Joe Biden at twenty five percent, and Pete Buttigieg. I maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong. I don't typically I say it out loud because I try not to. But uh, he's at thirty. He was uh, at least a couple days ago at thirteen percent based off this one thing. So it was interesting, right? Because that came out. But if you looked at the hashtag I had below that, it's a uh, hashtag refund Pete, and that's only because he only is talking to uh closed door wall street he's giving you know closed door wall street speeches which is funny enough what hillary clinton was doing pre-2016 so he was doing that and then there was that really funny clip that came out of him ta- uh, he was signing something and there's a whole group of people around him and someone asked him are you going to return or stop accepting you know pack and super pack donations and he said no and he just walked away 
And there's a bunch of videos out there right now. So if you look up hashtag refund Pete on Twitter and you go on YouTube and you look up, you know, Pete Buttigieg, I'm sure there's clips about it, but he just does not care. And he just wants that Wall Street money, which is great because he's going to get the bag whether he gets in there or not, right? Because if you look at it, Bernie Sanders, he got kind of cucked out of the 2016 campaign uh, run. And now he has, you know, he's a millionaire now, right? Bernie Sanders has moved from targeting millionaires to targeting billionaires, right? Why that, you know, sharp dis- uh, sharp uh, difference? Because he's one of those people he was targeting last election uh, campaign p- promise-wise. And, you know, he obviously met Lizzo. He's 100% that nominee. Really cringe. I said it was over over under eight days, four days ago on how long Pete has in the race. So I'm pretty sure he's going to drop out. Kamal Harris has dropped out. So those are two really bad people that have dropped out already. Um, so I was kind of saying, you know, viewing the pool as is and throwing in my personal thoughts. Biden, he's really funny to watch. You're, you're, we're just kind of wondering, everyone's wondering where it's going to go. I don't know how there's actual human beings voting for him. I think every single Biden supporter is a federal agent. Like, <laughs> Same with Pete, certified. to be honest. Same with Pete, but there's some... I, I've seen some people who aren't necessarily feds. Definitely broken people, but you know, they I, at least there's some human beings behind him. Not good human beings, but some human beings. But Joe Biden... I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But basically... I said it's funny to watch, funny to see where uh, the DNC is going to run, because it seems like he's getting all the support, right? He's getting all the money, he's getting mm-hmm. the cash flow, but he can't finish sentences, like, not even when someone would challenge him in a debate, but just when, you know, the moderators would ask him a question, he could not answer it coherently. Yeah, there's something and wrong not, with his brain. Something's definitely wrong with him, and he had all the, you know, additions in the, the, uh, the pop, what was it? I don't know. It was like some all his weird. Oh, cool when his stories. were falling out of his. Oh, yeah, corn yeah, pop. That corn too. pop. Yeah, corn pop. pop. Yeah. So there's the corn pop video, and that video also was extended, and that came out a little bit more viral later, um, because they he's, he was talking about his leg hairs and how oh, all these kids were touching it and jumping up on his lap, and how he likes kids jumping on his lap. So you know that's a bit weird, but I would say Biden's probably out of the race. Realistically, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna get. Maybe we have that many NPCs in the country that, you know, they're going to really push that Biden ticket. But I think he's probably up. So looking at the rest of the race right now, Warren, I would say, is one of the candidates who's not completely a joke. Planted. Agreed. And then Sanders. Sanders is kind of the same. Uh, Klobuchar, I'm not sure why she's up there. I don't really have a big issue with her, but she's just like middle-aged mom yeah I, that's that's why i hate her honestly it's not a policy thing she's just so like soccer <laughs> just mom, an affluent liberal you know? white woman yeah exactly for president. <laughs> fuck off exactly yeah. affluent but the thing is like woman. you know i don't i don't maybe she's running just to collect money so she can you know drop out of the race and she has all this cash right because it doesn't need to get refunded yeah no it doesn't. so maybe she's getting money to go send her kids through college and you know maybe she wants to Say some stuff on screen, and that's you know respectable if she's doing that. Uh, below that, uh, I talked about that a little bit earlier in the race, even though I wouldn't call it a race by any means even now. But um, if you're looking at betting politically, uh, Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg joined the race, and both of those are billionaires, and they're self-funding themselves. I think Steyer's dropped at least, or Bloomberg, I'm not sure which. I think they've done both similar numbers, but there's a, a quote of $35 million 
for like one week or something. So they're dropping a lot of money and for some reason that's that's a similar case to Biden, right? Like you look at Biden, you're not going to vote for him at all. Like no human being is like, "Oh, that's someone I want running our country." Someone yeah. running, you know, running, you know, diplomacy, running our military. Uh but like are there human beings voting for Michael Bloomberg? Like, uh, I don't I, understand how that happens. I like, think it's more likely for Bloomberg than for Steyer, for sure, just because Bloomberg's got uh, name recognition. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, who are people mad at right now? They're mad at billionaires, right? Because the quality of life, as we talked a little bit about earlier, I think the quality of life is dropping for most people. Uh, countrywide, I don't think, I don't know too many people who are doing great right now. Obviously, it's a little exacerbated with little echo chamber of hell we have going on with crypto Twitter. But I think, you know, IRL, no one's maybe doing awful. Maybe not everyone's doing awful, but no one's really like up and up right now, I would say. And maybe that's just my scenario, my environment that I'm around, but wouldn't say it's crazy good. And I imagine it's getting worse in worse sex of the country. And um, just like, these billionaires, like, they're just faceless. I mean, Bloomberg has, you know, more of a track record, but they're just like, Steyer said even on screen that he doesn't even want to be running. He doesn't even want the presidency. He just wants... Is he, like, simping for the whole country? I'm not sure how that works. But they're both wasting their time and also skewing the results to make your odds better if you're looking at betting on certain political candidates. But... I think those are both pretty much shot. I don't know why they're there. And if they do get in, then I'm going to leave the country as soon as possible. Because <laughs> that, that would be like the worst. That'd be just fucking bizarre. So what we have left. So we talked about Warren. We talked about Sanders. I think those are two. <laughs> Whether you like them or not, they're two candidates who are not backed completely by lizards and you know NPCs. <laughs> but the other two, more of the wild card candidates, are Andrew Yang former business guy and uh, Yang gang uh, leader. And then there's Tulsi Gabbard, you know, mommy Jeff, she's running hard against the uh, uh, military political uh, complex. Uh, But the thing is, um, so I I went a little bit deeper. So basically the mainstream media is hitting them both very hard. There's a charts of how much screen time and how much talking time they all got at the debates. Uh, I think most of them had 12 minutes or so to talk for the entire thing. And I think Gabbard was getting like six or five minutes and Yang was like coming in at three. And it's more bizarre because I think there's more support right now for Yang than there is Gabbard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's mostly Reddit people who are voting for Yang. Yang is the Reddit he's candidate. he's got a lot of people. He could have not been. He I know. He not been a candidate. I wanted him to not be, but I'm like, I see it happening like very early on. I'm like, no. When the math shit came out, that's that's when I... Yeah. But basically, we got Warren Sanders being Gabbard. So I said in this thread, so Warren, she has a very extensive political career and she's done a lot of stuff, whether, you know, more local government or Senate because she's been a congresswoman. Uh, but she does have the optics, which are kind of poor, right? She has the Pocahontas thing, um, which is basically she, I think she applied to a university, right? Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. Had put herself down as Native American. Now, I have some Native American ancestry in me, but I wouldn't say by any stretch that I am Native. I think I'm, you're not putting on a headdress I mean, anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it would be 
to the tune of like cultural appropriation if you're, you're going to go with that. So basically, Elizabeth Warren, very liberal candidate, despite being conservative like a couple of years ago, but she she's running on this whole oh pro democrat liberal thing and she was running she was basically trying to cheat affirmative action right yeah 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 going into universities which i don't i don't knock i know a friend of mine who when applying for college put down every single ethnicity <laughs> and uh, i don't know how well that worked for him but it was very funny to watch him do but she has the pocahontas thing following her and she also has just i would say Porsche optics like she is uh, for breaking up uh, tech monopolies and I'm also for that but otherwise it just seems like she's doing the whole full send lib thing where we're gonna give you know free healthcare and driver's license she's sort of just diet Bernie right like she's basically she's basically Bernie for affluent liberal white women you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and like her optics are also just bizarre like there was a, a time when she was streaming live on either Facebook or Instagram and she, it was just bizarre. It was like weird discourse. Oh, when she maybe ba- just, that time she thanked her husband for being there. You mean when yeah. she was like at her yeah. house? And she, she had wine and she was just pouring herself glasses <laughs> on glasses. And this is like okay, she's definitely affluent and liberal and white woman, but maybe she's not. You know, she's got the ancestry going on. But it's just a little bizarre. Optics wouldn't say great at all, but she does have a lot of support, definitely from. Um, I would say from all three classes of wealth, if you look on Twitter and uh, political twins, I, I try not to view those too often, but you know, sometimes you got to go check out what it's looking at. And she does have, I would say, a lot of support, definitely from, I would say, upper class, even though she is trying to break up Wall Street and you know all the big banks and all the tech companies, which I'm, again, for. But um, she does have support from the middle class and I think lower class as well, because she is for all the full send lib stuff like free healthcare for undocumented people while most of the country doesn't have healthcare right uh, and then there's sanders which is you know you could say warren is a diet bernie but he i'd say he's from a different stretch of lib support because he um he's more you know socialist he he's running a kind of as an independent his optics are pretty good i would say for his whole policy platforms and he's got a lot of support, again, kind of like Warren does, but I'd say like roughly 50% or 100% more than Warren currently does because he talk. He, there's a lot of people who don't like ICE. Yeah. Um, but he's talked about, you know, breaking up ICE and re-regulating it and super pro-immigration. So I think he has a lot. If we're talking about demographic shifts, I'd say he's definitely targeting um, potential trends that have come you- up there. So. Definitely strong support. Have you seen that video from, I think, like 2015 or 2014 where Barney says, oh, no, I'm not open borders. Open borders is like a Koch brothers policy, you know, because it hurts (laughs) workers. So, like, he's clearly sort of woke. Like, he knows that, like, if you're a real sort of, like, pro-worker union socialist guy, you don't like open borders. So, Mm. sort of with that and a lot of different stuff um, in the primary that's coming from the candidates, you've almost got to wonder, like, how much of this is sort of you know bluster for mm-hmm. uh you know winning over who they're perceiving as the democratic base um mm-hmm. and how much of it will sort of go away or be sort of reined in uh when the general comes around and they've got to sort of try and win over everybody yeah because you gotta you gotta fight trump and trump i don't like trump at all and I, maybe we'll talk about that yeah we'll get to that in a sec. i'll let you finish your big neocon guys so 
they they definitely have to switch up uh, campaigns a lot. And the thing is, it's it's such a joke, right? Because I feel like Yang and Gabbard, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, uh, just in a second, are the only candidates who would most likely have a policy platform that isn't going to change from you know primaries to general election. So that's why I'm backing them. I'm not really backing Yang. So let's talk about a little bit about Yang. So Sanders has a lot of support. Warren has some solid support. But I'd say Sanders is the better of the two, even though he's old. But again, I think they're both kind of cringe and their optics, I don't know. I mean, Sanders' optics are pretty good, but they're, again, the policies are kind of cringe and somewhat. But, you know, I'm pro-healthcare. I mean, you can't really escape it. And the way the economy and all that stuff's going, people are going to need it. But uh, so let's talk about Yang. So Yang, obviously, he's pushing his $1,000 Yang buck dividend. And he's good because he's, you know, for worker, against automation, all that. But his optics, man, I've talked to you about it. I've talked to people in Rage Ring about it. He is the worst optics in the world. Like, is, <laughs> I, I, I forgot. I was tweeting about his optics being so bad and like a couple weeks ago. And then he dropped like this limited edition Yang Gang beanie. And on one side of it, it says math. And on the other side of it, it has a weed logo. And it's just like the cringiest. Like, oh. it's it's pure Reddit. And I don't I don't want to be like, ooh, it's Reddit tier. Oh, yeah, that. the but weed it's hat. Like, it's really, that. really cringe. And he did that whole video with the whipped cream, which is kind of funny. Oh, but he also has done, like, he's done, it's just like the brand stuff. Like, it's like. They're doing like Asian stereotypes with the math and the, yeah. like if you look at the caricature of Yang that they have, it's kind of like weird. Like maybe it's not, maybe it's just a caricature, but it's like with the math on top of it, it's, it's a little bizarre. So yeah. I'd say his optics are pretty poor, but he does have a good policy and most of the stuff he's for makes sense. He really only talks about the UBI kind of thing, the Yang bucks, but which I think is good. Like I think like It's good. Yeah. I'm you know, sorry, he's he's, just, like, he's not going to be able yeah. to like um out argue any of these like long-term senators on say foreign policy, you know what I mean? So I think focusing yeah, sure. on what differentiates him is a good yeah. idea. Yeah, so I said for him, you know, support is pretty solid from like Reddit and more types, I would say, but again, he's still there's still like a boomer-esque anti-antithesis to socialism and UBI is a form, I guess. Sure. Um, I don't think it's from direct taxes his plan is. I think it's from taxing corporations, so it wouldn't be money coming out of our pockets to fund ourselves. But, um, you know, I think he has, you know, maybe minor solid support, but I wouldn't bet on Yang and I wouldn't vote for Yang, but maybe to hedge my bets, maybe I should bet on Yang. But again, I, I can't do it. I can't. Morally, <laughs> do it with his optics being as is. Like he completely, you know. There's the pink Yang Gang hat that everyone really fucked with. It was hard as fuck, and he just like completely wrote that off. Well, yeah, because because it was because it was it. memed by internet racists. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's why internet extremists. And then there's uh Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard, and I would say her optics are very good, and she's been polite. She's been. Honestly, pretty Democrat in her way of going around it. She's been very bipartisan. And then she, the one thing she did do that maybe stepped out of line was attack Kamala Harris. And he, I think she did that very well. I think everyone was for it. Because there's a lot of people on the left side that really did not like Kamala Harris. Because what is she? She's like a cop, right? She's like a cop. Mm -hmm. 
po politician lady. So there's a lot of support for her from that, but there's a lot of, uh, obviously the mainstream media is um, slanting her a certain way. Russian agent Hillary Clinton, they kind of went off about that. But she's very much, uh, she has a, a basically the same damn policy as the most of them. I think she did kind of do the cringe, raise your hand when free healthcare for illegals. Yeah, I said but, that the other day, but was, then I sort of thought about it. Was that the debate that she wasn't in, maybe? Because she she maybe. she wasn't in one, I'm remember, sure. and then she got back into the yeah, next one. True. So she might have not been I'm on not stage sure. for that one. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, the thing is, she is for some certain other policies that are more definitely Democrat. Like, a lot of people are saying she's like some conservative Russian plant, but... If you look at her platform, it's all liberal, except for some things that should be honestly on the Democrat platform, but as it's kind of co-opted, it's uh, not yeah, as great. policy and stuff. She tries to champion freedom, freedom of speech, right? Free speech laws. And people attack her for that, which is really funny to me. Like, blue check marks on Twitter attack her for being pro-free pro speech. And she talks about how she goes on, like, Tucker Carlson, and, uh, you know, the view, too, she's not only on these more typically right programs, but she's um, she's trying to get her word out there. She was on Joe Rogan's podcast with Joe Rogan, if you want to go check that out, even though he's kind of... Joe Rogan's voting for her, so I think he said. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think if she can work more of the Joe Rogan viral angle on top of just having a solid policy base it would be really good so she's pro freedom of speech anti-censorship which i respect a lot she's also for uh pulling troops out of foreign wars and putting money back into infrastructure at home i think that's a thing that i don't understand why all of the candidates aren't for that i don't right. know who wants troops in the middle east at all right i think so personally i think the middle east is going to cannibalize themselves whether the u.s is there or not so I think it's just a waste of money, a waste of time, waste of foreign aid. And I think we should uh, definitely focus on fixing the big issues we got back home, uh, which I, I would say we don't spend that much on infrastructure. Like, I'm pretty sure we did the math out for certain foreign aid to certain countries, and it was more money than public education systems were getting in the South. Mm -hmm. And I think we didn't make sure everyone in America is covered, everyone in America is good, before we try to start giving out money to certain nation states certain countries certain legitimate greatest allies yes um <laughs> but um so my my concern for gabbard um really isn't anything with her optics it isn't anything with her platform it's just that the dnc could pull you know let's slant her one way let's kind of mute her another way and then if she doesn't get viral in some other method or you know means she's not gonna ever really catch that swing up and i think there's a lot of people who are voting for her right now on both sides and that's the thing yeah. i think she's going to be able to win because all the other candidates who are legitimate like i named four of them right there's gang warren sanders and herself um no one really wants to vote for warren sanders is going to be more libby people and there's not that many Lib libby people i uh, maybe there is i don't know demographics but uh yang I like the I like the thousand dollar thing. It's a really good idea, but his optics and his presentation and his I cannot tolerate that. Like it's very anti presidential. I feel like it would be a joke if he joined. Yeah. But Gabbard's like you know National Guard, Congresswoman, all this stuff, and she's you know 
a person of color and she's you know hindu and she has all these you know diversity points which i think on top of being bipartisan ha actually having policies that people don't not care about right like people care about freedom of speech and pulling trees right. out of foreign wars and helping infrastructure at home no one cares about you know healthcare to illegals when you know the average american doesn't have it and like all this different shit and like people can't put food on the table well, we're going to spend an entire democratic debate for the presidency on mm -hmm. illegals it's like no one gives a fuck people want to make sure they and their families are going to be able to live right. happy at least sustainable lives and i think tulsi's focus on bringing troops and funds back home and defunding the military program because what america is the best military program out of the entire world maybe we need to send less money to raytheon and more money to you know public health systems public you know mental health systems and all this stuff or even like you know mm -hmm. fix, fixing bridges and highways which exactly. are falling like, apart in a lot of parts of the country there's no reason it doesn't make any sense which is actually something Trump ran on and really hasn't um, Yeah, so let's let's talk on. a little bit about Trump. So that's both, most of my game theory bit. Uh, there's I, a little bit more to Can it. I comment on Tulsi real quick? Sure, shoot. So I think the biggest problem that I see with Tulsi, I mean, obviously, I have disagreements with her on some of our policies, her economics and stuff, I think of it. But that aside, in terms of how she's running her campaign, uh, I think she, she needs to get a little meaner, maybe. I think she needs to uh, sure. hit people a little harder. You know, she really, mm -hmm. um, during the debates, you know, there's been a couple of debates now where, you know, I've seen entire uh, segments on, you know, foreign policy, which, you know, is her, mm -hmm. sort of her specialty. That's sort of her place to shine. She, yep. she says almost nothing. And now, of course, to some degree, that's got to do with how the debate's being run, how it's being moderated. But... You know, you sort of got to be the sort of candidate that isn't that isn't going to take that lying down. You know what I mean? Like you think, mm -hmm. like I know Trump hasn't been so great lately, but do you really think if Donald Trump was in a debate and they weren't coming to him, you really think he'd sit there quietly? Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when Kamala dropped out, she was like, "Oh, thank you for your campaign, Kamala Harris." Blah blah blah. And I get yeah. it. I get She's it. Towing the line a you you want to be polite, yeah. but like you've really, she really should have either not said anything or continued hitting Kamala. You know what I mean? Like, if you really mm -hmm, think that yeah. Kamala Harris is this person who has, you know, put millions of people in jail unfairly and who has withheld evidence, then, you know, don't, mm -hmm. don't offer her any sympathy, right? Yeah. Hit her hard. Like, you can't be a polite populist, I don't think. You know, yeah, like, uh, if you're trying to be sort of like an insurgent, anti-established candidate, you've got to get ready to get mean and angry because... Mm -hmm. The people you're going to attract are mean, not mean, but angry, disillusioned people. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. why people are going to vote for Tulsi, because they're mad at the establishment. It's why people voted for Trump. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'd like to see her be a little bit more aggressive, um, sure. a little more, you know, 2015 Trump style, I guess. Not exactly the same, obviously, because, yeah, yeah. you know, some that's of that right. stuff is only ever going to work for Donald Trump. But... <laughs> Um, a little more aggressive. And I, honestly, I could say the same thing about Yang, really. Uh, I think Yang should get a little meaner. Um, yeah, they're kind of taking stuff to the chest and not doing at anything times. about it. Especially, especially when none of these candidates and none of the party establishment seem to have, you know, the same uh, politeness for Tulsi. You know what I mean? They're openly mm -hmm. calling her a Russian agent. They're saying that she's, you know, friends with Assad or whatever, which... 
based if true, but um, yeah. you know, like, nothing wrong. You, you gotta be ready to punch back, I think, or or they'll just they'll bury you. Um, yeah. And I hope she does well. And I'm not convinced she'll win, but I, I I think I think she might surprise people. I don't know. I mean, I've learned if I've learned one thing in the years I've been following politics, it's you can't fucking trust polls anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I think there'll definitely be some surprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my take on Tulsi. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's pretty good. So I, I'll just you know go over. I agree a lot. Um, so I want to talk about Trump and then I'm going to talk about how Trump comes back for the final bit of my Tulsi game theory. Basically like Tulsi is doing very good with the whole peace thing. It's kind of cringe. You know, you could be a little bit more, you know, active in doing it. Like she's definitely campaigning very well. Her polls coming out of New Hampshire and, uh, South Carolina are very good. And you're actually seeing uh, shit go on down there. But like, She's not, she did the Joe Rogan thing, right? But besides that, she's just been going around to little shops in New Hampshire and just talking with people, which is great because people love her. But the thing is, the whole nation isn't seeing her do that, right? And her decision to not join the December debates, it's like, if you're not doing the December debates, when are you going to be seen? So the thing is, she's a Russian agent for some people, right? People who are going to listen to Hillary Clinton. The more time she can talk in front of people and just have people listen to her, what no no matter what she's saying, they're gonna realize, oh damn, maybe he's not, maybe she's not some agent, and maybe she actually cares more than all the other candidates and <laughs> Hillary Clinton. And the thing is, it's just like she's very, I feel like she's running it almost passively and just trying to actively campaign. But the thing is, you're not gonna be able to reach that many people on foot, right? Like it's great that she's doing it. And she's done very good. Like I've watched some of her town halls and she's, she's a very good orator and she's like, there's, there's no one in the crowd who's like, boo, you know, this, mm-hmm. this sucks. You know, her policies really, really, really disagree with those. Cause if you disagree with those policies, you're like, something's wrong with you. But the thing is for some of them anyways, but like, but basically what the one she's running on her bipartisan, which is what I respect and think is a good chance for her to win. But the thing is like, She's really not pushing at all, and she would definitely be able to swamp Donald Trump in a debate, I believe. But the thing is, she has to kind of drop the hole. I'm anti-DNC, but I'm still going to be nice to everyone in the DNC and nice to all yeah. those people around it. And the thing is, like, part of the reason why she's running is because she was the DNC like vice chair in 2016 when Sanders and Clinton had that whole thing. And the DNC actively shut out Sanders from the election to push Clinton up to the nominee spot, right? That was like a documented thing. WikiLeaks has all that shit on it. Yeah. So she dro- she left her job. She resigned as some sort of chair in the DNC when, you know, Debbie Washerman and Schultz like conspiring, conspiring to get Sanders out because she saw that happening. And she's like, I'm going to drop out. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but she was actually like supporting... Sanders, who, in my opinion, and I think most people's opinion, would have had a much better chance of beating Donald Trump out in the general election than Hillary Clinton ever could. Oh, for sure. Hillary Clinton was a joke. I mean, like, a lo- you could have put up anyone, and she would—they would have had a better chance. A large part put of the up, reason, like, West. A large part of the reason like, Trump won in 2016 is that uh, a lot of those, you know, Rust Belt states like Minnesota, 
Mm -hmm. um, and things like that that haven't gone red for years went red because Trump was talking about workers and uh, this and that. And Hillary doesn't have a very working class vibe. Not that I'd call Trump working class, but he talks like a working yeah. class guy. And I think those that, you know, that's why I actually I worry about someone like Warren or Sanders against Trump. Uh, because I think, you know, Trump hasn't done much for working people, if we're being honest. You know, the infrastructure reform hasn't anything. come. Uh, manu still gonna be able to manufacturing has come back on some level, probably, compared to the Obama years, but not not in a huge way. So I think, you know, if we get a real populist like uh, Bernie or Warren or even Tulsi or Yang, um, I think Trump's going to have a fight ahead of him. Um, that that being said, uh, I've got a lot of problems with Trump right now. Certain things he's choosing to do for certain countries and certain groups of people are problematic. Uh, we don't have a wall. Uh, there's more illegal immigrants coming into the country than there was under the Obama administration. Really, all we've got is tax cuts. Um, mm -hmm. So this isn't this isn't a cope on my part, but. I think it's important to remember that all that aside, Donald Trump is a, if there's one thing he's good at, it's campaigning. It's getting people riled up, you know, and, you know, you look at the rallies he's having and then you look at any of the Democrat candidate rallies, you know, no one else is filling stadiums. Trump is the only person filling stadiums. And I think that, you know, a lot of this stuff that uh, might put me or sort of other former Trump supporters on who are off, put them off, who are very online. I think mm. sort of your average Trump supporter, like truck driver or whatever, he doesn't see, I don't think he sees the connection between Trump uh, simping for certain countries and, you know, other things that he was meant to do not getting done. I don't think, I think there's a large portion of Trump's base that just aren't really drawing that connection. Because, you know, of course, there's NPCs on the right as well, right? Not just on yeah, the left. Yeah, so I think we're sort of, on some level, we're, we're, we're in a bubble, and I think it's a good bubble to be in because it's, you know, sort of people who are sort of hyper-analyzing everything, but I don't think the average voter is doing that. Um, I think mm. Trump still gives speech, speeches like he used to, you know, he's good at riling people up. So I, I, I still, like, I, I don't have any money on the election right now, but I, I'm still leaning towards that Trump is going to win, uh, whether that's you know, for better or worse, I, I can't yeah. really say right now. It's not um, about that. But I, 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 I don't. I just don't see. I just don't see him losing. Um, but I've been wrong before. Mm -hmm. That was fun. No, I think. Uh, I think Trump. If I'm going to take a bet on anyone else, it would be a bet on Trump. Uh, not because I think Tulsi Gabbard couldn't beat her, but that uh, him, but. That Tulsi Gabbard won't get to the nominee point. Right. Uh, so, uh, I think so. A couple of weeks ago, and I've had this idea in my head. I just haven't really verbalized it online. But uh, Trump's basically a neocon, and you know it was so based because we took out those neocons and the Groper words and all that stuff. But really, Trump is pretty much the culmination of Turning Point USA and grifters like that. He is. He ran on a complete populist campaign, despite him being like a gaudy millionaire. And I respect the brand and I respect the charisma that he's got, that he ran on, that he got elected for. But the fact that he's done nothing. So what, what he's done all, all through his term is he would say something maybe like baited 
or, you know, kind of slightly offensive or racist or something. And his base is like, oh, yeah, 2016 Trump's back. And then he dropped tax cuts. I'm guilty. I'm like, guilty of that. Ooh, Rosie O'Donnell. Ooh, she's fat. And all their fans are like, based, stan, I stan him. And then he's like, ooh, we're going to get, you know, places in Israel named after me. And he'll be like, <laughs> oh, um, you know, Greta Thunberg, uh, really sick or stupid or mad or whatever. And then he's like, ooh, more illegal immigrants. So I think it's being mentioned in other parts of the internet, not just me. But I think Trump's a full out neocon puppet. So I don't have a problem with Trump because of any of the complaints that people usually do. I have a big problem with him because he's a neocon and he's kind of platformless in a certain way. But he's basically no better than any, like, like what has he done, right? He's done. Yeah, I <laughs> like, mean, if, if you're looking at the administration purely on, you know, divided up into what's happened, what hasn't happened, and it, it, I mean, it's hard, it's hard, it's honestly hard to mm-hmm. argue with that. And I say that as someone, mm-hmm. you know, who wants to continue liking Trump, but like, I don't have many, you know, I, I guess there's an argument to, to say that his, um, you know, his, well, his administration's been co-opted and he hired the wrong people, but that... That's not really a defense of what's happened. You know, that's a reason yeah, for what's been a happened, but it's, it's his fault. That's still his incompetency. Mm. Uh, you know mm. what I mean? Um, yeah. I do think as, like, you know, if you're a conservative person, I, 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 like, he's probably, you probably don't have a better option right now. I mean, you know, you could do a protest vote. You know, you want to, like, write in Tucker Carlson or something. But that, you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So... But it sucks because, you know, we're almost at a situation like that people would have been in, say, uh, Republicans would have been in, say, if Jeb Bush had been the nominee in 2016, where it's like, yeah, well, he sucks and he's more of the same, but what else are we going to do? And, you know, yeah, I'm sad to say it, but that's really what uh, the Trump phenomenon has uh, degenerated into. So obviously there's a lot of buzz. Whole 2016 election we saw me magic go on. But I'm I'm thinking... I don't say. I think she's charismatic, but I don't think she has any of the energy yet. Even you though she t- does have support, bipartisan Tulsi, support. Tulsi, you're talking about Tulsi. Yeah. So okay. basically, I think she is going to be, if she doesn't get snuffed by the DNC, she's going to be the populist candidate that Trump never was. So I hope so. I'd love to see it. Policies, right? She's mostly Democrat, and I have some issues with them. So if you're, let's say, you're a staunch Republican. And you're voting. You have you have the choice between Tulsi Gabbard, who's actually for pulling troops out. Like, what is Trump? Just they're going to be sending like five figures worth of troops to the Middle East yeah. within the next year. Don't remind like, me. Like he he ran on pulling troops out, and then he pulled out a hundred troops, and he basically just gave uh, Syria over to Turkey. So that was like bizarre. But he has not pulled out any troops, and now he's gonna dump like s- towns worth of soldiers into the Middle East for what gain, right? Right. So big neocon guy, don't respect it. But Tulsi Gabbard is for freedom of speech, and I don't think she's completely for immigration. Maybe she is, but I think she's more like legal only and all that stuff. But she she wants reform, right? Or, mm-hmm. but she, you know, if you are, you know, let's say you're on the right and you're trying to vote, 
you have an issue with guns. Now she's for common sense gun registration. She's for, um, I'm looking at her website right now. I'm pretty sure she's just for uh, reforming maybe, but I don't think she's for straight taking away. But again, uh, she, she's, she says she wants to protect the second amendment by ensuring while ensuring gun safety. So I think she has to pander at least some bit to gun safety because, you know, that's obviously been a trend, school shootings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think she's anti-Second Amendment for sure. She's ex-military. She's she's currently in the military, I'm pretty sure. But, um, you know, she's not. But the other one, right, it's not that, but it's also freedom of speech, and she's definitely for that. So <sighs> abortion would probably be something that's tossed up. I'm not sure. She's definitely for women's right to choose. And personally, I don't have an issue. Obviously, that's a more different take, but I think I, I'm not against any abortion in any trimester. I think once it's out, it should be adopted and not post-termed. I think post-term is really fucked up. But I'm for pretty much through the entirety of it. But those are two potential issues. Yeah, they, you know, you can disagree. I'm not trying to force it. But... Um, those are two policies that could be an issue if you are a straight shooter, a Republican candidate. But the, the thing is, even if you're really for those issues and you're against what she's saying about those issues, you're going to look at Trump. What has Trump done? He's given more money to Zuckerberg. Censored every day on the internet. He's yeah. giving money to all the leftist, you know, wealthy billionaire people that are treating this nation and his people as like a cash grab pretty much right if you look at silicon valley and all that shit they're just using us we're the product we're the we're the business model right so if you look at like all these different companies so they're basically abusing us and trump's just helping Mm -hmm. and then something he he did none of his policies for the wall or for reforming immigration he she's for it and she's actually done things in her life that haven't been just Whatever Trump you know, and done. I think I think I think there's an argument to be made. Like even if you're, even if you're worried, you know, oh well, a Democrat to get in and they'll take out guns and or this or that. I don't want to allow any, you know, I don't want to give an inch to liberal policies. Well, you could almost look mm-hmm. at it. One of the arguably good things Trump has done is that he's put um, conservative justices on not only the Supreme Court but. Uh, lots of the circuit courts, etc. He's he's absolutely stacked courts with uh, conservative justices. So I wouldn't make this argument personally, but perhaps there's an argument to be made that you know even if Trump does lose, uh, he's served his purpose in that there's now uh, things in place to act as countermeasures mm-hmm. against the crazy leftist getting in. So the argument of, of well, what will happen if he doesn't win? Almost sort of holds less weight because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. It makes so me sad because I like Donald yeah. and I want to continue liking him. But I, you know, I liked it. I would I would have, you know, I'd be not even thinking about the Democratic primary right now if Trump came through with any of his policies, but he didn't. So, he's just a neocon puppet guy. And that's my issue with him. But I think because like yeah, he did fill the courts and whatever, but fill the courts with whom, right? Is he like actual conservative, you know, traditional right-wing people, or is it like TPUSA tier thinking? 
Because like there's a whole meme about politics, right? Like if you're conservative or if, if you're conservative, you're just like four years behind the current liberal push. Yeah, liberals right? going the speed limit. Yeah. Um so yeah. There's a difference between that. And Trump has very much, with the whole neocon thing, been one of those people. He's yeah. taken out bump stocks. I agree. He's... You know, people who are for the Second Amendment and for liberty and freedom and pursuit of all that. <laughs> Trump is not your guy. He's spending, in any of these he's spending millions of dollars things. trying to spread, spread gay sex around the world. That's, that's not an exaggeration. He put a bunch of money into an effort. No, I'm glad they got that done in Botswana, dude. I'm happy. Yeah. But the thing is, it's just like, <laughs> I'm really sick of TFSA. I'm really sick of Trump. I'm really sick of neocons. You know, Trump wasn't a neocon puppet. It wouldn't have a big issue with him, but he is. He hasn't done anything for the American people. So I think Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard, just to wrap up, conclude my statements, Tulsi Gabbard is an American first candidate, and there's very few of those. Tulsi is for freedom of speech. And all the good populist things that Trump kind of ran on, but didn't do shit about. And Trump, and I think if DNC doesn't snuff her out and get, and she gets to that stage, that um, she would beat Donald Trump in general election, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But the problem is getting to the Dem candidate candidacy. Right. And I think it's really just an issue of the mainstream media shit, and that she has to. Uh, because the thing is, Joe Rogan's a pretty solid ally, right? For sure. Uh, in terms For of sure. viral that, that content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has to actually keep working on that. She has to actually employ me magic. And that doesn't mean necessarily you know, condoning people on you know, hackers like 4chan. But you're going to need to utilize that. Because there's yeah. no legacy traditional way that's going to work for you. Because mainstream media is all cuffed up. And then the damn debates is pretty much the same. So you're against the wall here mommy so you're gonna need to fight back you know and just get some viral shit out there you have a very good campaign people like you you just have to get the word out please do (laughs) Tulsi if you ever want to come on be our guests Um, I'm a big supporter personally I have sent her some cash she's the true first e-girl president so I'm sending my Subscribe to our OnlyFans. Yes, Uh. (laughs) presidential OnlyFans, and I got the merch. Been trying Um, to rock that whenever I can, but so twenty twenty. I guess just to provide some, I think if you're if you consider yourself a conservative, right leaning person, you probably have to vote for Trump. Uh, You you gotta grit your teeth and do it. At this point. (laughs) Like it's such a cult, oh, but if I if I could vote, I would probably yes, I, would, I would probably still be voting for Trump. But this what we've witnessed over the last four years, I I think for conservatives needs to come as a warning that we need to start figuring out life post Trump now, uh, because and this was always a concern, you know, that as soon as Trump, even when Trump was based or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always been a concern that, you know, as soon as Trump is Stop. gone, yeah. uh, you know, there's still no one else in the party like him. Like, things will just go yeah. back to business as usual. So, I think uh, maybe conservatives should worry, vote for Trump, but worry less about the presidential election. Worry about, you know, throughout the country, um, there are people running for Senate and for Congress who are very much uh, right-wing populist, America-first people. Um, so, focus on getting those people elected. Um, I think the strength of the Republican Party, if you go back, you know, as far as the Tea Party days, um, 
and onwards since then. The uh, greatest strength of the Republican Party is having a strong backbench um, that mm. uh, the Democrat Party just never really has. You know, in 2016, before Bernie announced, people, everyone was sort of like, well, who the hell is going to run other than Hillary? We've never, literally never heard of anyone else in the Republic, in the Democrat Party besides Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say if you're a conservative, grit your teeth, vote for Trump, because, you know, he'll, he'll prowl for now. If he keeps fucking around, I might have to change my mind on that. But, you know, worry about these local races, these state races. uh, Get good people elected so that they can be a sort of a continuation of an America First movement uh, for life after Trump. I think regardless of how this election goes, it is is definitely start time for conservatives uh, to start thinking about life after Trump. And I really, I can't. I can't provide any more defense of the man than that at this point. Uh, so I think I'm done so on that. Defense. Cash, are, uh-huh. you, are you all wrapped up? Um, I, I just say, you know, I would have voted. I, I wasn't able to vote in the previous election. But if I was able to vote now with all the facts that I know, I'd still vote for Trump over Clinton. I think 100%. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's easy. But, that. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I there's no shot. Trump manages to get all of his promises done and then kind of rebooks all the fucked up shit he's done in the term that he really hasn't promised in the campaign. Unless yeah. that's going to happen. I wouldn't try to go cope. I don't think going cope is ever a good policy, good stance. Obviously disagreement there. I don't pop, you know, polite discourse, but um, I wouldn't go cope. I would go for what actually is going to help you and our nation out. And I wouldn't say he's America first, and that's the biggest point I want to kind of drive home, is that he's not America first. He's pro-self, pro-wealth, pro-continuation of trends that are going on. So Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, so there are two different viewpoints. Maybe you're going to pick one of them, maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to use different parts of our different opinions to craft your own and maybe get some more insight, but... Thank you for listening. This has been the fourth Raging Radio episode. You got anything else to add on? Uh, no. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, Reptard Never Dies, and uh, Cassius Boy. Uh, like and I said, we're on Twitter at. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, we're we're going to try and get these out more regularly now. Sorry about the break. I had a big move and things were just sort of hectic, but I'm settled now. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been get, on a weird spiral bender, so it's all good. We're hoping for we're back. one one a month, bare minimum. Hopefully, like one every two weeks slash two a month. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, nothing but content to come. So get ready, everybody. Yes. Make it show everyone you know this podcast. Your parents, your friends, your crypto friends, <laughs> your right winger friends, your left winger friends. We got something for everybody here. Spread oh, yeah. the word. We listen. We need to start our Patreon soon. So for sure, get the yeah, we need this there. money. Crypto's not doing it anymore for us. We just we lost all our money on Bitmex. But um, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we're at Twitter, both uh, at uh, Reptard Never Dies and Cassius Boy. But our brand Twitter is twitter.com/slash/RageRingRadio. So if you want to go check that out, we also have a website at RageRingRadio.com. All the links will be there. Um. We'll try to get it out to every platform that we have, but it'll definitely be on Anchor and Spotify and Apple, hopefully. But uh, stay tuned. Thanks for listening to this one. We're going to be pushing out more active, like Reptar said, and uh, just stay tuned.
Yeah. Stay safe out there. It's a, we live Bye. in a society and you want to make sure. Stay online, everybody. Bye-bye. Stay online. Make sure.